know we were sewing some laps. Ooh. All right, Doug, start on me. Okay. Oh, before we hold on, we ought to all crack our beers. This is what we do. Well, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dead Sailor Podcast. I have a very special guest today. Well, actually, I have two guests, a returning guest for the third or fourth time. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not a guest anymore. I'm just your You might recognize that voice. <laughs> uh, our special guest today is none other than Groundkeeper Custom owner, Keely Shannon. Thank you for having me. Hi, Keely. Hi. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Well, or the a podcast, I guess. Show? It's a show. We're everything. The showcast. The show. Yeah. Cast. <laughs> um, yeah. You're a guest that I wanted to have on for quite some time. Wow. Because I admire what you're doing. I admire your uh, drive and your ingenuity. And uh, yeah, I think you're gonna be, you'll have a lot of... You know, we can talk wow. business. I think Thank it'll be you. fun to talk... About Big business. biz Keely. <laughs> and back at you. Oh, I, you. I have the same admiration for you and your business. So yeah, it's you. always fun to talk business with you. Yeah, yeah. it is fun. Do you guys yeah. want to give me some compliments now? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We forgot to introduce our... Uh, well, you heard her voice, so we're just going to reintroduce her real quick. We have none other co-host, Blake Hansen. Coming in at 185 pounds. <laughs> Walter Wake. <laughs> Am I co-host at this point? Am I allowed, are we allowed to call me that? Should I keep coming? Uh, you keep I mean, inviting me occasionally. Yeah. Well, really what it comes down to is me like not me trying to do stuff ahead of time, which I'm I'm bad about planning stuff. Mm-hmm. He Typically is. call you last second. In the last episode with Anthony, I was like, I really want Blake to come on, but I, I just need to just get this done. And so I just filmed it. I apologize. I was offended. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, Blake, thanks for coming back on here again. Here I am again. Keely. I'm Keely. glad that Blake's here. Yeah, I'm I know. very excited. Yeah. And oh, happy! I'm excited that it's you. Happy <laughs> International Women's Day. <gasps> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm wearing my hang he is time. wearing a hang oh, yeah. time shirt. <laughs> Women's jump jam in mm-hmm. honor. That was not planned, by the way. Nice. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Look at you. It was You're an just accident. a. A real supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would like to first, before we talk business, mm-hmm. because business talk is fun, um, I really want to know your backstory. Where are you from? How I know that you're not from originally from Bellingham. Nope. Where did Few you grow of us up? Are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am from the Midwest. I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa. Dang. So. Not many people that you meet are probably from Des Moines, Iowa, but I'm one of them. And yeah, made my um, made my way out to California after college, and then made my way to Bellingham a few years after that. So, but grown grown grew up in in Iowa. So nice. Yeah. Is your family from originally from there? Yeah, born and raised. Yep. The whole family, pretty much, as well. Yeah, still there. Yeah, yep. and it was Iowa straight to California. Yeah, yeah. I uh, got an internship like uh, senior year of college, and was like, "All right, I'm gonna 
just pack everything. Just Calif- go, putting California- all my eggs in this basket. Was California somewhere you imagined yourself living one day or that you really wanted to be? I would say just West Coast. Yeah. 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 I wasn't like, I have to live in California. Yeah. It was more just like West Coast in general. Yeah. And I had done a little road trip all along the West Coast the previous year, like my junior year. And all through Washington, Oregon, California, and I pretty much knew this is where I needed to be. Yeah, nice. it was time to get out. Yeah. So I, when you did oh. get the internship, you were just like, "Let's go!" Oh man! And I got the internship like at the beginning of my senior year of college, so I had to go like months and months of like knowing that I have this internship lined up and I'm ready to go. Like bags are packed. So that was kind of a struggle. Well, before we get jumping too far okay. ahead i want to know more uh, about further back got it. <laughs> yeah, i want to know more about life in iowa mm. um when did you discover biking was that something you were interested in mm-hmm. when you lived in iowa or was that something you discovered after you moved away when like what was what was your life like growing up in iowa yeah yeah i mean biking is a bit of a family affair um, but I was a pretty hardcore gymnast, um, Ooh, back see, in my now childhood. We're in the meat <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I want to know about. Yeah. I was like, yeah, really, really into it. And I did that until I was about 12. And then I, in gymnastics, you kind of get to a point where they're like, all right, you ready to quit school? And you're yeah. like 12. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm like, no, I'd like to be a crossing guard yeah. at my school. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm tapping out. Yeah. So what what was your skill? Like there's a lot of variations of gymna- gym- gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics. Sorry. Good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did bumble through that you're to get that one so out. so good. <laughs> um, what, it, what, was, what were you specializing in or what did you spend most of the time yeah i mean it's like the four events are bars beam floor and vault and so you kind of do all of them and you compete on um all of the events for an all-around score and you compete for each event so i did all of them i preferred the bars and the floor those are kind of my jam floor all the way yeah the floor because it's like a dance party Mm -hmm. and that was with flips and my thing so running with flips and running yeah (laughs) um and very pointed toes yeah uh but yeah and then yeah I kind of just got to a point where I was like this is too much I was spending like four hours a day every day in the gym like after school and just not 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 into so you got burnt out I got burnt out and just like needed I wanted to have friends and like go to birthday parties and you know, do the things that normal 12-year-old kids do. Yeah. So who, what drove you to even try gymnastics? Was that oh. something that your family was like, oh, yeah. is this a f- like, yeah. you have to do it. <laughs> Just get in here and get your zoomies out. And oh, then, yeah. But then nice. it turned in. I started when I was like three, and then it turned into a lot more after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I just kind of was, yeah. All right. Exit time. Yeah. And uh, my dad rides bikes, and... He's a roadie, and so then I naturally became a roadie at the age of 12. Really? Because I needed a new sport <laughs> Yeah. to yeah. put my energy into. So you were into. a high-energy <laughs> child. I would say, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't, like, not do something, and I didn't play any school sports because I was in the gym all the time, mm-hmm. so there was, like, b- all the ball sports are very foreign to me, so mm-hmm. it's a little late to pick those up. So I jumped onto a bike, and... 
I mean, I had been riding bikes, obviously. Yeah, my kids, you sure. know, with a dad who rides bikes. So I've been riding bikes my whole childhood, but then I actually got my first road bike, started riding road bikes, then started racing road bikes, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of like got really deep into road racing. Nice. And then also picked up a mountain bike pretty quickly, too, and um, there's no mountains in Iowa, unfortunately, right. but right. there's so, some big hills. Yeah, trails, so is, is cross there... Cross-country business. Yeah, a lot of cross-country business. Yeah, is was that something that you're... So you said your dad rode road bikes. Mm-hmm. Did he also ride mountain bikes as well? Once. One time. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then how did you decide, oh, I want to get a mountain bike or or Um I was around people who rode mountain bikes. So um people that were I was riding road bikes with were also riding mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, come over to the dark side, you know. So, mm-hmm. Of course I went and I, I loved mountain biking. It was obviously I had a lot more fun. Um just more naturally. I had a better time on a mountain bike, but I also really enjoyed the racing aspect of the road bike and like being in a pack and like sprinting and I mm-hmm. really loved it. And I did that for a long time, like all through high school and college. And then, yeah, eventually discovered real mountain biking. Yeah. When, when you, you moved to, yeah. to West California. Coast. Yeah. Nice. Got a full suspension bike. <laughs> okay, so questions about this, but I need to back us up for one sec. Okay. Scale of one to ten, what's your interest level in going to open gym with me? Oh, <laughs> I've been trying to get. Wait, a there's a like gymnastics gym in town. Here? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there? Yeah, North Coast Gymnastics. Sick. I actually have been. Well, before I absolutely blew up my knee, mm-hmm. I was like definitely ready to go to an open gym. I was looking for anybody to come to when an did open you blow gym. Your knee? Like we'll five get years into that. Stop. I'm just really excited. Can we go to Open Gym, ourselves. please, please, please? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. been so long. <laughs> Wait, did you do gymnastics? I did. Uh-uh. But I stopped at like 11. What? Yeah. 8 See, to 11. This is something Damn. that we, I didn't know about you. Yeah. I'm very what level multi- were you? Faceted, very low. Not very high up. My mom started me because I was I started like with bikes and was doing wakeboarding and snowboarding bikes and all that stuff she's like you'd probably be good at like flipping around and stuff so i got in there and i was too into the other stuff at that Mm. point so yeah by the time i got okay i was like cool Mm. wow yeah but i still love open gym okay (laughs) and i taught tumbling in high school no way yeah for a couple of years oh yeah I don't anyway. know anything about any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it's we'll fun. have to put together, we'll have to get some of your old gymnastics footage and yes. your old gymnastics footage and mix it any. into like a really sick gymnastics edit. With metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it will feel way less sick than it did back then. <laughs> I actually just like re, I, a couple years ago, I put all this old family footage on, to, like I digitalized it for my family as a gift. And I was like, I was such a good gymnast. Like, you know, in my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I was just like crushing it. And then I go back and look at these videos and I'm like, oh, my God, I was not as cool. As I thought. See, yeah, I'll be the I, judge I of that. See you at Open Gym next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing is I like I don't even know how to even comprehend what is considered good or bad in gymnastics. You know, like when I watch the Olympics, I just I'm like staring at wow. the screen like, wow, wow. they're all incredible yeah. unless they fall. Then you're like, oh, Still they incredible. fell. So I feel like that's how people feel a lot about like the high levels of all sports. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you got to really ultimately mess up big time in order for anyone who isn't 
paying attention to really understand like, yeah. oh, that's mm-hmm. not good. I can tell <laughs> yeah. that that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're laying on the ground yeah, now. You landed on your back. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry for taking us back. I just had to get that out. Yes. I'm, I'm going to open to gym with you. Jump around. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. So you're also a very skilled graphic designer. When did you start dabbling in that? Mm. Was that in high school? Uh, no. Um, I went to a very podunk high school with like no resources whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So did not discover I, like a computer until college, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in college, I was actually doing a, a journalism degree and was really into writing and just, yeah, like media. And But then I, I also kind of discovered like the design part too. And so I... Um, the school I went to had a graphic journalism degree. So I had, it's basically like a magazine degree. Um, so I did the graphic journalism degree, uh, which is just a split design journalism degree. Um, so so are you, you're mostly like working in InDesign or something to like lay out. Yeah. It's a lot of page layout. And Mm -hmm. so you basically get like half the classes of a design degree and half of the journalism degree. Mm -hmm. Then I also got a full journalism degree too, but um, yeah, I only, I had like half a graphic design degree and then, um, really after college started to very much gravitate more to the design side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for nice. sure. So yeah. did you go to college in, uh, Iowa as well? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Nice. And then you graduated and then got an internship or what brought you, what was the internship that you yes, I finally had this question yeah, <laughs> that brought you to the West coast to California? Uh, it was an internship working at specialized bicycles. So I, um, had a friend who worked there and kind of like had a little in and he hooked me up with this really great internship that worked for the SBCU department, which is the department that teaches retailers about the bikes and, um, how to sell them basically. So I got into an internship working on the textbooks in that, um, it made sense for the degree I had, like it was perfect. I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. Perfect. So that was my job. Um, it was a six month internship and I just pretty much worked on the textbooks that the, um, that the students or that the retailers were coming to look at. Yeah. Yeah. About how quickly after you got there, was there a guy named Tony (laughs) chasing you down? Day one. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love, I love the parallels of the podcast because we can kind of tap into that a little bit, but it is funny for, for the people who don't know, uh, Keely and Tony Bowman, who are also Bowman. I don't know. I pronounced it. Bowman. You had it right the first time. Um, they're, they're married and they have a wonderful, beautiful baby. Well, not a baby anymore. Right. It's like kind of a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Named Pepper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tony's episode, you should check that one out. It's also really fascinating. Um, and we're going to get to a little more to the parallels of your guys's, <laughs> uh, skill sets because yeah. they're also conflicting, which I was trying to rile up a little bit out of Tony, um, which he said, uh, there's a really good snippet that he said, uh, <laughs> he said, Wraps are for burritos. <laughs> yeah. <Which> and is <laughs> I would say paint is dead. <laughs> uh, we're just, we're, we're not trying just to kidding, wreck kidding. any homes, but uh, it's all the same pot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, you met Tony day yeah. one when you went to special. Pretty much. Yeah. And he if I like, remember correctly, he like moved his desk as he said, he moved his desk. He to said be he close moved his you. desk to be close to you. 
Is that true? Yeah, I think he might have actually done that. <laughs> Pretty sure he actually did do that. Yeah, we were like uh, kitty corner to each other. Um, so we would just like pop up and we could see each other. And what know. was the vibe? Were you guys like eyeing? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were definitely flirting. We were already Heavy flirting. <laughs> Heavy flirting before he moved his desk. Um, I like, think that was when he moved his desk. What kind so of that flirting we are we talking? Like eye flirting um, or like sitting at the water like cooler? Like sharing Spotify playlists and... Already? Were you guys sl- on like and, the text game? And, uh, te- yeah, we were texting. Did you guys hang sure. out outside the office? Yeah, we did. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so by the time he moved his desk, <laughs> yeah. it was like, duh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but we actually had to really keep it a secret for a long time. Why? Um, well, because I had one coworker who was like, threatening me and saying like if you like mess around with you know co-workers you're not going to get a real job here you're just going to take this internship and go and um so I took that to heart because I literally Mm. packed up all my stuff and moved out to California with no intention of going back to (laughs) Iowa (laughs) so I was like all right let's put this on pause I need a job so we put it on pause uh Kind of yeah. secret. Yeah. You guys we put it on secret. We put it on secret. Private browsing. Yeah, we put it on private browsing for a minute. And I then mean, it was like, there was no hiding yeah. this. So. I mean, it makes, it, it, I'm sure it gave it an element of excitement. You it know? did. Yeah. It did. For sure. Office heat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, after you? my internship was up, then I was like, all right. I should get out of this department and then we can be like open with our relationship. Cause mm. it's okay if you're dating like outside your department, I that see. happens a lot. Um, but usually it's it not, it's, vouch for that, yeah, actually. it's actually like very, very, um, a lot of people date, but not usually in the same department. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also advocate that it's a bad idea to do that because if things go south, which I'm glad they did mm-hmm. not go south between the two of you, but yeah. if they do go south, then you have to see each other. You could every day. say they went north. <laughs> You're right. They did Gosh, go north. <laughs> um, so, so when you move, when you say move departments, yeah, I was gonna what does that mean? Um, so I went and moved to the global marketing department and specialized, which was upstairs. Mm. And um, I worked there as a graphic designer uh, for the global marketing team. So you had an internship, yeah, essentially doing a lot of the. Uh, owner's manual things kind of stuff yeah. like that and then after was this after you finished your internship they offered you a job in the marketing department yeah totally nice, nice. yeah because i had kind of been like working here and there with them and meeting you know the people in that department and so it was a pretty natural progression to yeah. global marketing yeah especially for my skill set so yeah what is a gl- gl- what does a global marketing position look like at specialized what, what did you do um for me i was a graphic designer so um for my particular role i worked with um copywriters web designers photographers contractors um you know anybody who makes up a marketing team and worked together um, with project managers and uh you know worked on launches and um different content for website, print, a little bit of everything. Um, Yeah. And it was kind of all encompassing across the whole brand. So we did like, you know, everything from mountain bikes to kids bikes to gravel bikes and everything in between. Yeah. 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 It was a, it was a cool job. And how long did you work there for? From beginning an internship to when you eventually departed, which Um, we can talk about that. Well then from the graphic design role, I, I worked in that department for a couple of years, I'd say. 
And then I went over to the product team and I worked um, with the women's products as a marketing manager. So I stopped doing graphic design and went and managed the women's side. That's a pretty big like that's job increase. That's sick. Yeah, that's a massive. Yeah, it was. Position. It was a good like good jump for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So yeah. what what ultimately drove you to depart? That jump <laughs> to that side yeah. of the building. <laughs> it just got too, too <laughs> got real. Yeah. Well, oh like. yeah. I mean, you're just like a young female in a very male dominated mm. building and just got a lot of opinions and yeah, not a lot of respect occasionally for, um, yeah, young female opinions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that Especially was in really a managerial hard. position, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was super hard. What year would that have been? That would have been 2012. Yeah. It's a and, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. I made that up. That would have been 2015. Okay. No, 20, yeah, 2015 or 2014. Yeah. In the um, region. Of yeah. Men. And so what drove me out was, I mean, I was already really struggling and that just getting like getting anybody to jump on any of my ideas. I mean, it was just, everything was, it was like pulling teeth to get them to even like put any focus on women's anything um and just even including the like visuals and marketing materials it was just it was really a challenge um and meanwhile i you know i'm working alongside all of these other guys who have the exact same position as me same title but i had women's products they had like mountain bike road bike gravel bike meanwhile i have the entire women's line we have the same job job title and Someone in HR told me that that I was making half of what they were making. Oh, just that's a so classic. So that was just a slap yeah. in the face. That's wild. That's only like five, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Little, yeah. I mean, Blake, you, I mean, I, I don't want to burn any bridges for you. <laughs> I was about to ask <laughs> Keely if she's trying to throw anyone under the bus right now. <laughs> Throw some you names ride, out. You ride, for, spe- you ride for special. Yeah, I know. I'm, I just that just dawned on me. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> no, it's okay. I no, it's there. okay. We could talk Times about this. Times have also stuff. changed. I, I must say, don't like, care. yeah, I mean, I things have, have changed, that. but yeah, but that's people that was have what changed. I was people move around. People have and um, they, yeah. I worked there before I rode there too, so I get a lot of the behind the scenes. I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing at any of the bike brands. I mean, it seems like, and I, it's hard for me to like really drum up my what specialized looked like in 2014 2015 but it seems like in the past even uh i don't know three or four years the the brand has made a real effort to try to either diversify their marketing uh have a more inclusive uh athlete group yeah and and so i you know Mm -hmm. it seems like that there's a lot of changes yeah um and things behind the scene that you don't see like there has been a big push toward like more equal pay and using like actual scales of like pay and And like it's not so just like flippant of like you get this and you get this and you might get this it's more like based on stuff yeah so but ultimately i left um there's a term when you work at specialized uh that some call getting quitted um and tony tells me i got quitted but i uh would say i left but Mm. they basically were like hey we're basically getting rid of all the women-specific bikes. Um, and so at the time, Specialized was one of the leaders in having geometry that was specific to women's. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a specific women's geometry, which is expensive to make because it's its own tooling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's not like that's why most bike brands don't do it. 
and other reasons. But um, they were basically like, okay, we're getting rid of this. They were going to shrink and pink. So we don't need a women's product team anymore. Uh, So they started kind of like dissolving our product team. And they called me in and were like, hey, so next Thursday, you're going to be an inside sales rep. What? They just gave you a completely different thing. (laughs) What? Yeah. So, so I was just like, like that's also a massive was demotion, it? right? Like, well, it has, I, I don't mean to I don't like insult anyone from an inside but sales rep, but that's a complete different yeah. line of work. And yeah, yeah that's, that it sounds just, crazy. It's like, just not what I want to do at all. Were those I'm a jobs designer. in Salt Lake at the time too? No. There weren't There wasn't, that. that wasn't quite like in the mix yet, I don't think. Got it. Like, I don't think as many jobs were over there yet. It was more just like So a, they still had the sales, sales team in. Morgan yeah, Hill. yeah. The sales team is in Morgan Hill. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm I'm done here. Like yeah. this is last straw. Yeah. Pretty jaded at this point. Right. Not not gonna work here anymore. Yeah. Meanwhile, so. you and Tony going solid, and yeah. he's like starting to be doing his own thing. Um, so it made sense. He wasn't quite yet. Um, so he still worked at Specialized for quite like maybe a few months to a year or more. Um, after I left, but I started doing my own thing, doing Sick. graphic design, freelancing. It was just supposed to be temporary. I was just like, all right, I need some stuff, like some random jobs to get me by. And I had uh, a good friend at WTV. I had a good a friend at Zero Motorcycles and like all these people like, oh, let me, oh, you're graphic design. Like I, I get you work. Like that's fine. You'll, we'll hold you over. And then I was like, oh, this is actually like paying me way more than Specialized did. <laughs> So, and I'm my own boss and I can work mm-hmm. half the time and like, this is way better. So I actually just ended up like work, working as a freelancer for the next three years. Oh, six. Yeah. You guys stayed, you, you quit three years before you guys left. No. So, um, I worked, <laughs> should I draw you a map? <laughs> okay. So I did that for, let's see, I left in May, April or May or something and somewhere in the spring. And then in the fall of 2015, and then in the fall of 2015, we moved out here in October. So from May to October, I was working in the Bay Area doing freelance stuff. Cool. Meanwhile, poking Tony every day, like, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. You got this. Like, you're an artist. You can do this. Like, look, I'm doing it. Like, yeah. you can yeah. do it. It's got to be some cool motivation. Yeah. Like, and from he's, in-house. He's definitely more like, ah, but this is a really good job and I like it. And, you know, and the people that specialize are the coolest and mm-hmm. you build like the best relationships that you have forever. So it is hard to like leave that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I convinced him nice. that it was time to leave the Bay area. Yeah. And then yeah. we were kind of on a search of where to move next. And we had a few places and in mind and Tony was like, man, this Bellingham spot's super cool. Uh, I went, he went there for like a bike demo was, he was like doing a bike demo with Specialized a couple years prior and came up and rode like one trail on Galby and, and he was, was sold. Like, nice. <laughs> he rode like Evo or something and that was it. And he was like, this is the best place ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he literally only spent one day here That's and then so like funny. left. And so he was like, just trust me, just go up, like, just take a weekend and go up there and just check it out. Let me know what you think. So I just like left on a Friday and like, okay, let's just drive around, see what this place is about. And I ended up just like signing a lease while I was up here and was like, oh yeah, Tony, we're moving here. (laughs) Did you know anybody here yet? No. No, not yet. 
we actually randomly our really good friends Jeff and Ashley Jeff works for Specialized randomly we're planning to move to Seattle at the exact same time um and they ended up like coming and staying with us for a week after we moved here and they were like um actually let's move to Bellingham nice they ended up moving here at the same time so we had like great built-in friends right there nice yeah it was awesome um so you guys moved up here How'd Which, you find Elise so fast? Yeah, that is true. Because you it? are currently <laughs> yeah, looking for a place to live. Uh, By the way, anyone listening that data. lives in Bellingham uh, has a uh, either a house for rent or really need has needs for a really great roommate. This is a really good plug. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Blake is looking for a place yes, to live. We're looking for a spot. Studio. Got a couple dogs. Got some bikes. We need some space. Yeah. Hit your the girl key, up. The key. So the key is on Craigslist. If that's even still a place to look oh, for yeah, places. they're still but, on there. Um, or not. This, and this is how I found many great things on Craigslist, including this the first house that we found, is just look for like the most basic listings without photos. And they're no just one like wants one them. sentence. Yeah, so this listing was like, um, one bed, two bedroom house, fenced in backyard. I was like, sweet, cool. What, what's the address? I'll be there. It was on North Shore Drive, had the most amazing view of the lake. Like it was like picture window, like view of the lake. And it's just a sweet old couple who doesn't know how to use a phone. Wow. Oh my God. (laughs) That is so awesome. So that's the ticket. That's that's some good beta, everyone out there looking, including myself. (laughs) (laughs) You just made the competition a lot harder for yourself. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Our 500 <laughs> viewers are definitely all in Bellingham. Yeah, totally. They probably already have houses, though. So. 100%. Um, probably good. No, that's great. So you moved to Bellingham, and uh, which is the greatest place on earth, as we all know. Yeah, pretty um, much. But, uh, or not. It's a yeah, horrible place. Yeah, it actually sucks. But. Um, <laughs> how Housing long, sucks. Don't come. How long after you moved here was it until you... Well, first of all, how did you come up with the idea for groundkeeper groundkeeper i'm saying i got i got it i gotta get it right no it's really funny you know what's really funny is is i always say it wrong and lou is always like it's not groundskeeper it's ground keeper i always say the s i don't know why um anyways a lot of people uh, do how did you okay yeah um how did you come up with the concept of uh creating a like a custom fender company yeah Well, I was doing the graphic design stuff. Um, You know, I had a big client base at that point. I was just doing like retainer clients. It was pretty smooth sailing, making good money. But I was, and I'm my own boss at this point, which is pretty sweet. But I still didn't feel like, I felt like I was putting a lot of effort into all these other brands and like making these brands super cool and putting all this attention to them. But I kind of was feeling this need to do that to my own brand. Um, So that was kind of always in the back of my head. Like, okay, I need to, I need to do something for myself and like that I can own. So I um, eventually was like, okay, let's just do a side project. And I was trying to think of a way that we could put some art on a like super consumable, easy product in the bike industry and just bring like some some art, not graphics, like Mm -hmm. just something fun, colorful um, to a like an easy product and fenders seemed pretty straightforward it's just a small piece of plastic how hard could that be so I worked on finding some uh, fender companies uh, just out like 
anywhere who could produce what I was looking for. And I found some in the UK, um, but they were just like screen printing the designs. And it was like, eh, you can only do like three colors, no fades. I'm like, oh, this isn't really exactly what I want. I did a run, but I was like, eh, nah. And the minimums were like 200. Mm-hmm. So it is 200 pretty. item run. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do with them? Um, tried to sell them. <laughs> Did they sell? <laughs> Eventually. I still oh see them out on the trail. That's it's awesome. Kind of That's crazy. amazing. That's I would awesome. love to have one of the first ever <laughs> groundkeeper fender yeah. fenders. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So then, um, but Wait, if, do you then have, I have any like, of those? Sorry. I keep interrupting. No. Oh, maybe. There's all kinds maybe. of background I want to know about. I might. I'll, I'll dig some. You dig some out. On yeah. the wall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Frame it. I have them in a bin somewhere, but. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, we got to figure out, I got to figure out a way to do like production. This cannot be that hard. Like it's plastic and it's printing, like not that hard. So I f- was working with some manufacturers here in town, just like some print shops and uh, ended up spending a lot of time like just getting a bunch of materials and testing like various materials and printing techniques because there's a lot of different options there to see like what would stick to the fender, what would hold up and eventually like found the key so um to making these fenders and so i did the first small run (laughs) the very first run i did made here locally in billingham the sample plastic that they sent me was totally different plastic than the one that they ended up doing the whole run on and they all cracked within like one ride it was like three to four hundred fenders or something that i had printed and they all cracked, like every one of them. And so I remember when you first started the your your company, and I remember you were getting the fenders cut down in Seattle, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you were having them also laminated somewhere else, or was it the same place? Well, it was a lot of just like, do this here, do yep. that there, do yep. that there. And now yep. it's like, um, so at some uh, eventually what happened was I was like, okay, I could do this myself. Um, it's not that hard of a production process. Um, and I've kind of like figured it out working with these other companies. So eventually I brought the printing production in house mm-hmm. and, um, that's just opened up the product line to so many more products. Too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, being able to do that, cause I, I also remember you started the customization. I, I just remember the process of being, getting the fenders cut and then, or, Maybe you, no, you, you printed, you, you, um, printed, you laid the laminate on top of the plastic and then yeah. it got cut. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember then back then you were, it was so, it seemed like a very complex, uh, um, amount of moving parts, you yeah. know, you're like, oh, well, you know, we still got room for this many more fenders we could fill with, yeah. the, you know, and, and now it seems like it's way more streamlined where you just mm-hmm. like. Like the, your ability to do for, for a customer to send their own image, a picture yeah. of their dog if they want, yeah. or whatever they want on and have that's and then make want. one of them. Mostly the that's time. what they want. <laughs> yeah. Sixty yeah. percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but just like yeah. make one. So is, that was very important to me. Yeah. When starting this company, I was like custom is key and the whole two hundred minimum thing, even forty five minimum, like I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do one thing. Mm-hmm. Like one yeah. print. And I think that is just like so cool. And that was like my whole goal with this company. And that is my, like the heart and the core of the company as I like begin to grow it. Yeah. 
And it, yeah. and it's, I think it's super unique and it allows you to very much differentiate yourself from, I mean, as anyone, try, I don't even know of any other brands that is doing what you're doing or if anyone's tried to copy it as of yet, I could imagine <laughs> yeah. it would be coming. <laughs> yeah. But, there's um, a few out there, but yeah. Um, but it, you know, just being able to sort of like dial that in, I think is what is super special about your, your brand for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool also too, that you've expanded it beyond just fenders and you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, the decals that go on bikes because let's be honest, bikes are kind of boring looking, Mm -hmm. you know, people are doing fun stuff with colors and stuff, but Um, but being able to like do full custom stickers because I think a lot of people would like a made rad by Tony custom painted bike, but it's far out of far too expensive. They're Uh, not our customer base. (laughs) You're, you, you definitely are like, you know, customization for the average rider, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is super cool. And I think it's like a lot of pro, you know, a lot of people think custom is for like the pros or the people who are sponsored or whatever, but like, that's what I think is cool about Groundkeepers. Anybody can do it, and all the tools are right there. You don't need to be a designer. Like, it's super easy on our website. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know Illustrator or Photoshop. Like, it's very basic. Yeah. I actually want to talk about the website because I think I have a, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around how you were able to create the system that allows you to do that. And I'm sure it's probably some secret sauce. <laughs> it's just an app. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but it's actually really unique because you can, it, it, it essentially acts as ve- like it creates vectors and you can scale and move stuff around yeah. and it's, it's creating a vector image. Mm-hmm. Is it, can you upload a JPEG and then is it create a vector of that? Like how, how mm-hmm. are you able, how is, what is happening there? He wants the background <laughs> and his mind is exploding. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit. <laughs> um, so we don't actually print vector. We print. Uh, I know most people, if you're in the print world, mm-hmm. would think like, oh, screen printing, you need a vector. Mm-hmm. But we're digitally printing, so we print um, PNGs. So like the file that gets exported is a PNG. So it's a pixel-based uh, image. So you can upload pixel-based images, and then it gets exported as a pixel-based image. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's low res, it gets printed low res. Yeah. So yeah. watch for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the software is just like, crazy cool and very custom i work with a really really talented um web developer and he's just amazing and crushes it yeah it's like you have like this web-based simplified version of adobe illustrator yeah it's like so cool i know sometimes when i'm making new fenders for our lineup instead of using illustrator i literally go into our fender builder because it's like easier yeah it's so it already just like masks everything and it's like less buttons to click and yeah it's a really and it's been like a very fine like we've been fine-tuning it for four years i mean we just finished a mobile version which was a really big deal because for a long time we had a big warning it was like don't use this on your phone. It's really ugly. Yeah. And now you can use it on your phone, which is super cool. It's so cool. And now we have like a lot of templates and just expanding that builder pretty big. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I think that the whole just direction of your brand is it, it's, it makes sense as to why groundkeeper like grew so fast. I feel like you, you and I kind of started around the same time. Yeah. Pretty much. And this was when, by the way, 
give everyone 2016. a little. You, maybe I did 2017. Oh, yeah, so did I. I, I don't know why I said 2015. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Uh, I was 2018. Yeah. yeah. 2018 was when we were crack and fenders. Yeah, crack and fenders nice. in 2018. Yeah, sure. tenant. Launched in 2018, June of 2018. So mm. yeah, pretty much around right around the same time. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, y- your brand has grown so fast. Which congratulations, by the way, yeah. to Thank all you. the Huge. hard work. Um, but um, in it, and I and I really think that it's because of how like unique your product is. You know, mm-hmm. like like you were really there's not. I mean, there are people. There are professional bike riders that are using your product because. It's just awesome. better. <laughs> it's, it's super cool. You know? I mean, how fun is it that you can literally, like, I might just go on there. We should just actually do it live right now, create a fender with Blake's face, and I'll yeah, just how ride funny it. funny that. <laughs> you could do that. You could totally do that. I'll print it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so that's the other thing. So I remember when you bought your, your printer. Mm, yeah. And it's this massive, massive, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, large it? format yeah, digital large printer, format, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so you are now buying the plastic mm-hmm. and then applying it to like pre applying it, and then do you send the plastic out to yeah, get Yeah, we still cut? outsource the cutting just because they're like they're so great, the people who do our laser cutting. And it's just very efficient, and it's just not not too too far from here, and it's just smooth. Yeah. And I really planned this year to bring in a a laser cutter and start doing that in our new shop, but it's just been a weird year, so yeah. we're waiting yeah. until things start like turning. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that a little bit because I mean I'm also feeling the effects of the yeah. bike industry slow down post yeah. boom. Yeah, I, mean, I think return we all to normal. are from our different corners. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm curious too. You know, during the bike boom, you like we both probably like for me personally, for Tenet, we had our breakout year in 2020. Yeah. Um, when we launched the occult pedal. Yeah. Um, did you rough have when was your breakout year for 2020 Grand? yeah it yeah. was the LaCroix fender for me <laughs> <laughs> you're one of them the, the, yeah. the crud it was the LaCroix. Yeah, yeah it was for LaCroix. legal purposes sorry 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 no one sued no <laughs> one sued. Getting me sued. <laughs> no I was working in a bike shop in 2019 oh, cool. and those came into our shop and I was like this is really? the most amazing thing Aww. I've ever seen I sold that's it awesome. to everyone really <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like have you guys seen the LaCroix fenders and everyone was like yeah i'll have one of those mm-hmm. here you go here you go yeah it's the Crack best me open one yeah. yeah yeah that was the other thing you were you know we both were doing a lot of direct to consumer and you really shifted to to doing like ibd or, you yeah. know selling to shops yeah for sure um mm-hmm. and i've also you know you actually told me you're like are you how many retailers are you in right now and i'm like i'm just like really trying to grow the brand on my own terms i'm like yeah you're like no you gotta work with bike shops <laughs> And really, it wasn't anything about bike shops. Mainly, it was just um, I was worried that a shop was going to not represent the brand mm. as I as I had hoped or wanted. Because there are a lot of really bad bike shops out there. There's For a lot sure. of really great ones yeah. too, but I didn't want uh, some disgruntled mountain biker somewhere yeah. poorly selling my product. And I wanted right. to be more in control of that. Um, but now I'm singing a different tune. I, I really value a lot of shops, but I've gotten very, very specific about like 
digging in the shop what's their oh, social good. look what's like their oh good what's, what do their reviews look that's like that's cool because you know, like, we're you just like read. oh you're a bike shop sweet yeah different <laughs> products <laughs> though <laughs> different products for sure like yeah. your product is unique and awesome and his product is very compare like people are going to compare yes. that to everything yes. you're already running your product will just sell because it's cool looking and it's awesome and it's an easy and you're it's the only one on the floor right mine is set among all these other really great brands like that everyone or whoever. knows yeah. about and, and they're uh, right next to them. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I specifically need a shop that gives a shit about the brand yeah. to, to promote it um, and to push the brand. And some of the shops, some of my best shops that do the best with tenant are like avid tenant fans, like fanatic. Yeah. Like all the guys there and girls, guys and girls there, they thank love, you. Yes, they, thank you. they love the brand. <laughs> so well like so much and they they personally ride the product they advocate for the product yeah you know they're they're the model shop yeah mm-hmm. they're great for sure um but the uh yeah so so what went at one point during the bike boom or in 2020 yeah. were you like okay i need to get into bike shops and uh, what was your approach? Like, well, we, we had growth? set up like the B2B side earlier than COVID. Like we were, I, that was important to me and I, I could see the need for it. And there was just a big want for it. Like the bike shops were coming to us left and right. We weren't reaching out to bike shops, but they were coming to us. So of course we set up a good wholesale program and yeah, um, that was kind of like already in place. And then once, um, COVID hit the, we were all kind of like, Oh, what's going to go on. And then just everything skyrocketed and, we had a really good year in 2020, like amazing year. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt on top of the world. <laughs> I bet we all did. It's like, hell yeah, this is sweet. Yeah. Every then, time you bring a production <laughs> in, it's just gone. You're like, we yeah. need more. <laughs> buy, 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 buy. Yeah. I mean, I was like, we were printing, we were keeping like huge stock of, of items just so that they wouldn't go out of sale, out of stock. And we just got in this habit of like print, 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 keep the printer running all the time. I don't mm-hmm. want to see the printer not running. Mm-hmm. And then now we have a lot of stock, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2020 was amazing. 2021, not as amazing, but just coming back down to like where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lost a lot of like a, our B to B sales are not where they were. And yeah. that's because a lot of bike shops are sitting on a lot of product. Yeah, totally. And they're just not able to buy right now. So. I, I think, I think, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm personally noticing with my brand is that it's not consumers that are, I feel like consumers direct to consumers, yeah. not slowing no. people. If anything, it's I would growing. say this year seems hot. Like m- there's more direct to consumer direct to shop sales than there yeah. are like to me, to a dealer. Yeah. Um, and it is exactly that reason Same. that you yeah. just said it's because they have a lot of inventory that they per purchased and yeah. now they're sitting on it and they move through it before they're in a yeah. place. So I think the second half of the year will probably be a little better yeah, or normal, so. more normal. But, yeah. um, but as of right now, make sure you're supporting your rider own brands. Yes, totally. You know. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's like kind of a bummer, you know, when you, anytime you don't see year over year growth, you're like, oh, what? I suck. Yeah. Or that's how I feel. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a new business owner. So I was yeah. like, seeing really big year over year growth. And then it's hard to not see that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're like where it should be, but, yeah. um, you know, we still have those direct to consumer sales and I'm like very, very, very thankful for that. Cause that's like a big, big deal right now. And big, like that's what's holding us together. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because you, you, I mean, I remember when I first started working with you or, or knowing, like getting to know you, um, you were doing it all. I mean, you were, I remember mm-hmm. in your old house, Yeah. you were in the basement and oh, that the was, old, old house. Yeah. that was, that <laughs> yeah. was where you were working. Yeah. Tony was upstairs in the garage yeah. uh, with a paint shop covered in like yeah, pallet boards, just like just that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. And, uh, and then you moved into your house that you guys live yeah. in now mm-hmm. where Tony's shop is. And then you, it was funny because you were going to share that space. And I think yeah. you just like, you grew so fast. You yeah. just took over the shop. Yeah. We shared um, it for like a year and a half or so, but yeah. quickly yeah. got kicked out. <laughs> yeah. And then you, well, you, you outgrew it. I yeah. would, I would say that I would probably yeah. be a better terminology, right. but, True. um, you outgrew it. You and got now- quitted. I got quitted. <laughs> You Way to quitted. bring that full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so now you're, you have a new location uh, yeah. in Iron Gate. Yeah. And it's a beautiful new building, yeah. right? And you, totally. you guys just have an awesome, awesome spot. Yeah. Um, I went yeah. there. It smells like vinyl. That's what everybody says. I'm like, I don't so smell It smells anything. like stickers in here. I'm probably dying if that means I like. <laughs> you might be. So I want to get you checked out. <laughs> I should probably wear a mask. <laughs> um. So that, that new space and then you, you've hired some employees and whatnot. Yeah. So you're, you, you've grown a lot. Yeah. Um, you're doing things that I probably should do, which is, uh, pass roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with that. I do too, but it's yeah. definitely a necessity if, for your if you're aiming for growth yeah. and sanity. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which is where we should all be aiming. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It's a really, really great new location and it's just nice to not be like on top of each other and poor lighting and like mm-hmm. you know the having the printer in our old shop with just like <laughs> dirty nasty floors and like bad ventilation and like mm-hmm. paint fumes and yeah. I'm like this is not good <laughs> this is like an expensive piece of equipment to just have in this like dirty shop yeah I was gonna ask earlier how much are all those things run oh I mean it's like Wait, how much are they? Yeah. Oh, like the printer? Uh, like 25000 It's not That's terrible. Crazy. But, uh, not terribly. I mean, in compar- compared to like can, a CNC machine yeah. or something. The laser cutter I really want to get is 100000 Crazy. That's it's a, a big, bigger. it's like a, one of those big table ones with the yeah. massive arm that mm. goes by. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to get the shop rewired and stuff. But <laughs> Wild. <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Is that something you're still like thinking about bringing back potentially in-house. i mean i don't want to jump the gun sometimes i i act a little quickly and yeah, i'm like too. i need this and i buy it tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah. and so i'm trying to be slower about the hundred thousand dollar purchase yeah. <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've um all i've bid on cnc machines <laughs> yeah. in auctions and then instantly re- regretted it being like uh-oh I have nowhere to put this. What do I do? I'll fi- I'm like, oh, no, I'll figure it out. And then I'm like, no, wait. Oh, God. And Can then I'll get out. Then I'll get outbid. And then I'll be like, oh, oh thank, thank God. God. Yeah. That's so bad, Tyler. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Does your business partner know about this? <laughs> I mean, it's an ultimate goal that we have moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Premature. I should not yeah, be. Yeah, you got to get a few things in line yeah, first. I should, but, not be, yeah. I should not be doing what I'm doing, but um some some of the some of the current tense is still happening no i haven't been on anything (laughs) in a while but it's it's one of those things where i I see a deal and i'm like 
Oh my it's God, just the deal guy in you. Yeah, I'm I never going to find another deal better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to buy this. I have that gene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think we yeah. probably all share that gene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bad gene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to, I want to go back to graphic design just for a, for a minute or for a little bit and just and talk about some of the in-house designs that you do. Cause you have the full customization yeah. aspect, but then you do have like a line of product. Yeah. Um, can, can you talk about like how you, where do you find inspiration to design some of those? Cause you do most of the design work for those or do you have people? Yeah, who, it's a mix, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, it's actually over half of our businesses are inline products because to be honest, like a lot of people aren't that creative and they're just like, cool, that's a nice design. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy that. Um, I feel like even as a creative person, I still really totally. am into your designs. Absolutely. Like, well, that's good. I don't yeah. think you want other stuff like that's sick. Yeah. And so that was really important to me. It was like having really good inline designs because I think, you know, we were talking about like other people in the market in the shared space, shared market. And I think like what kind of differentiates Groundkeeper is our like really nice inline designs because there's a lot of fender companies out there that have just like God awful, like flames and <laughs> skulls and, you know, just like pinup yeah. girls and like the tr- just stuff that you're just like, okay, I've seen yeah. that. I'm yeah. ready to see something else. Right. Um, so that was really important to me. And, um, but it was also really important to work with artists and do like collabs and artists, like featured artists, um, collections for like limited series. And so it's, it's important for me to always be like seeking the next artist and like sure. the next big collab and, yeah. yeah. Who, who, what are some artists? I know some, but you can maybe share some of the, some of the artists you've worked with in the yeah. past. Yeah. Um, like we ha- have had two collections with Brooklyn Bell and that's like always just the most amazing, coolest collection and people just absolutely dig mm-hmm. it. She's awesome. Yeah. Gretchen, uh, Leggett. Is it Leggett or Legit? Leggett. Leggett. Legit. Uh, <laughs> legit. She's a legit um, artist. Yeah. Um, and why am I blanking? Spring Break Jake. Oh my God. Spring Break Jake one. is like so amazing. Yeah. That kid's cool. So good. Do you know him? Man, I just got so to know him cool. after I used one of his series on a bike and tagged yeah. him. Tagged it, I mean, that was a, such a big hit too. It he came out nice. in a good time. People were stoked. Um, Tyler Johnson is another one. He's mm-hmm. in the Midwest and we have a collection that's kind of ending right now with him, but it's the Yeehaw collection yeah, and it's, it's also totally different and cool and amazing. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. And now I'm just kind of like trying to think of other artists too. And well, if you're if, out there. Yeah. If you're an artist and you want to have a custom collection, you should hit Keely up for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Please yeah. do. Yeah. But don't get, be offended. Now you're get like three or four people. But, yeah, but don't <laughs> be offended. <laughs> Maybe five. <laughs> yeah. five. Wow, we're blowing up. <laughs> we're going viral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. I so I did a Fender. Oh, there's oh, the yeah. other thing I want to kind of touch on is is sort of working with brands. But um, you know, we've when the first Fender I did, you just sold me blanks and I put my own stickers on them because I wanted just. Only I don't even remember is, that. This is so long ago. This is in probably 2018 or yeah. something like that. Um, and you're uh, a cheapskate. I was. A, I, was a, <laughs> I needed to do it as cheap as possible to make as much margin as I could so that fair, I could fair. grow the brand. Yeah. Um, which they sold okay, you know, pretty decent. Um, but uh, um, since then, I've only done one other Fender, 
for Hannah's Deep Purple so launch. Cool. And I still have a few. So if you're interested in checking those out, they're on the mm-hmm. website now. Um, but yeah, I worked with cool. Tom Bunny, who is uh, like a really cool artist up in, he's like a very like death metal you know, oh, style cool. artist. That is a really cool Fender. <laughs> yeah. And he did Super the art cool. for the, the shirt and the Fender cool. and stuff. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I think the like working with like actual artists make in doing limited runs is, is a really cool way to get people excited and to mm-hmm. do, and to do stuff that's like, you know, very limited and yeah, they, you feel special if you have them, you know, totally. Yeah. Jill Kittner's was the other like really cool one because we did two colorways and people were just so stoked and Jill's got the coolest artwork. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Some people, most people don't really know that. I about know her. Yeah, and she's, she's so she's talented. She's like a talented artist. She's so talented. Her coloring books she does and stuff yeah. are she's so fun. coloring books and then her, her movie that came out last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. That was all yeah, her she stuff. She did all the it's art. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got all these little like pins and socks mm-hmm. and like all these really fun things that to sell. She gave me a pin last year. It's sitting yeah. on my dresser. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to have so Jill cool. on this podcast. I think that would be, be a really a good fun one. episode. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah, and then... So back to kind of like coming up with the concepts for the fenders that yeah. you're, you are that you are doing for in line. Yeah. You know, where are you drawing inspiration from to like yeah. make those happen? A little bit of everywhere, man. It's just like comes from all corners. I do like to look around on a lot of websites like that are doing similar things like sock websites or, you know, like stamps or, mm-hmm. um, black strap like the um buffs like companies like that that have a lot of cool designs out there and just kind of like get some inspiration hand up gloves like those kind of companies that are always putting out really cool stuff um but then also just getting inspiration from like a weekend or like Mm -hmm. like we have one fender that is um called day trip and it's just kind of like it reminds me of just like laying in the grass like looking at the clouds and being like kind of whimsical summery day and cool. I was just kind of making that with that like vision in mind and like mm-hmm. that feeling from like this really great weekend on the river. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So let's, let's talk about, I guess, some, we talked about where Groundkeeper has come and how it's grown. Um, where, what, what is the next step for Groundkeeper for your, in your eyes or what are, what are the next goals? Cause I feel like you've mm-hmm. nailed what you were saying, you were like, you're like, oh yeah, I want to do customization and make it one off, like one of ones, you know? Um, and you, you did it. So where, where do you want to take the brand next? Yeah. I mean, um, that's gotta be the core. Like to me, groundkeeper custom is like the core is one off customs. Um, so I want to keep growing the product lineup there. And I've been so into the decals and like sticker side of things and, um, like playing with new, like printing techniques and medias and like fun, um, oh, like laminates and different, um, sheens and chromes and stuff. So I think you'll see more of that coming nice. out soon. But, um, it's also really important to me over the next few months, the next year to grow the custom decal lineup and get like as many license agreements with as many companies as we can because right now it's like fox rock shocks are the main ones but i mean i want to see like every single bike brand on there so like we just added evil decals but that's our only 
frame brand right now. So we're trying to get license agreements with like anybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to have transition up in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rim. A lot of cool stuff with them. Yeah. Rim decals. Handlebar, handlebar decals. decals. Yeah, you guys reach out to me, which we're working on that right now. Cool. So that that's in the works. Sweet. Uh, there's a new bar coming out. And the reason I'm not jumping into it right away is because there's a new bar coming out later in this probably late spring, early summer, uh, that'll have new decals. Yeah. And so we'll, by the way, writer feedback, it's going well. <laughs> like the bar. Nice. Um, <laughs> and so the, I want to provide both the old, like the V2 and then the V3 decals yeah. so that you can have both of them. Up Sweet. And I think that I, I, that was something that was in my mind a while back was like, how can I, I think I reached out to you and was like, how can I get yeah, on a custom builder or whatever? Yeah. So that somebody can, you know, they can, I, that is a really cool concept for somebody to be able to go, I have an evil, whatever, yeah. you know, an evil conjuring or something like that. I don't know what they, they have all those <laughs> names. Uh, an evil bike. Is that an actual one, though? <laughs> no, Doug, but it, you, it, it probably be. will be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to take that right now. <laughs> um, uh, evil bike. I've got, you know, we are one. Yeah. Rims, custom, custom, tenant custom. bars. Yeah. I've got all the, the this fork. And you can yeah. go through, pick all your parts, yeah. and apply the same vibe to everything. Mm-hmm. That sounds so cool. Yeah, totally. And that's like where it's going right now and bikes have been getting more just like basic too like you're seeing a lot less graphics on bikes now mm-hmm. because they're just they they know that that's what customers want and they want like a blank slate mm-hmm. to put whatever on yeah so that's like really crucial to us is to start building out those license agreements with all the brands nice yeah. so hit us up yeah for sure <laughs> yeah um so working with brands though like You've, I know you've done, you've made fenders for, uh, us, you know, and then you've also made fenders for transition and some yeah. other bike brands. Uh, how, like, are you the go-to person for custom fenders when it comes to like a, a custom or for like transition or anyone? To I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's like two options for custom fenders. You can either get them screen printed and they're going to be cheaper. They're going to be on flimsy plastic mm-hmm. and you're going to get a couple colors max. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can get like amazing full bleed images, like print whatever you want on this fender. It's going to be like super high quality plastic and last forever. And you're going to pay for it a little mm-hmm. bit more than you would on the cheap plastic one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to think that we are the go-to for yeah. the big custom orders. And it's not just like bike companies. I mean, we have a ton of breweries that print fenders yeah. with us. Um, like anywhere a mountain biker goes, pretty yeah. much like people yeah. are catching on. So yeah. Yeah. And shops too, right? Like yeah, they do shops, a lot, like totally. a lot of bike shops will just do their custom, they do water bottles or whatever, you know, but then they'll, yeah. why not make a fender too? Yeah, right? totally. And frame keepers too. Like our frame protection is pretty awesome i don't know if you guys have used it and i'm not oh, yeah. just saying that because i'm biased but no it's top it's notch. really good for I've protection on, i've had it on all of my bikes since you released it and then this the, i have a custom one that you did it was the galaxy and remember when i did a bunch oh, of yeah. galaxy ones yeah um which is a series i still would like yeah. to bring whatever happened to that um, I think for me personally, and we can review this off camera, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think <laughs> for me personally, it was, um, 
I want to be able to show more of the actual bike color underneath. It was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like print it on clear. We had a conversation about this. We're, we're both in agreement on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, prefer... I prefer the clear frame keepers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I actually like kind of can't stand some of them that are opaque on certain bike colors and, mm-hmm. um, like personally, I, and everybody has yeah, his own personal That's the thing. It's, so. it's everyone's personal I, preference. Yeah. I like clear. to put we my both designs like our on transparent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is I think I still really like to, to move forward with it. And again, we'll yeah. work on this. Redesign. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, I think, I can't remember at the time, I think it was an option or maybe you were like, oh, I don't really know how well it's going to print on the clear or something like that. So I, we just did it on standard oh, white backing i can't re- i don't i don't really remember well we'll revisit that but yeah. it it look they look really cool they're just i've got it's like a purplish galaxy you know it's actually like a, a gap like they're images from nasa uh, oh yeah you know That's right. um from the hubble telescope or whatever um but they're so it's so so different from my bike frame color it oh, looks cool yeah, yeah. but i want more of the bike color comes through on it so we'll do that yeah we'll We'll figure figure that that out out for sure sure. yeah yeah um but yeah yeah and then the other like like i know transition they just do like yeah full clear with the tr logo on it yeah like yeah that's an option also yeah you know and we did a big one for giant too we did like a massive massive order for giant with just clear frame keepers Mm -hmm. they are custom sized to their bikes Mm -hmm. oh nice um, they don't even have giant logos on them, but, th- and that have like all their, like just, they made like a lineup of like five different designs. And so that was really cool. Wow. So, yeah. That's a big, big brand. <laughs> That's one of the big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And they're <laughs> selling them on their main website. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, well, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what you should do, but <laughs> God, I think it'd be fun. But if you were. <laughs> it would be fun to do. Why have, why hasn't there been an art series with Tony? There has been. There has? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess I missed that one. It was do an art series beginning. with Tony's face. It was at cool. the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And we should revisit another artist series with him. You're right. It's yeah. pretty much. He does. You, he could do all kinds of really cool, like airbrush looking, like frame keepers. One of keepers his most stuff. recent uh, clients that he did a tarmac for, I think it was a tarmac, uh, was like blue and lavender. It was like mm. super cool. Should do that. Okay. <laughs> do, that. that do that. Do that, Tony. <laughs> no, like he's we actually he, he did a, a cool run one recently. He did a run of fenders and frame keepers and stuff where he like painted a big panel and then we took a good picture of it and then printed it. Very it cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. So on a personal level, hmm. uh, what is how how are how's things going? You have Pepper. Yeah. She's how old now? She's 19 months. 19 we count in months, months right now. <laughs> Tony's there right now watching. I wish that we yes. all still counted in months. Is he got it down? And he's, oh, he, yeah. You feel good about him being there For right sure. now? <laughs> <laughs> She's the one who leaves the house to go to work. He's just a stay-at-home dad. Well, he <laughs> wants Chilling. to leave us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we're 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 figuring out a pretty good balance. The first nice. year was like kind of tricky, yeah. but then we found some childcare, and because we were kind of splitting our time, we couldn't find childcare for a really long time, and yeah, it was a really big struggle. But uh, we're feeling finally like balanced again, and 
good and she's super fun and just amazing and she's starting to ride a bike now which Yay. is so fun that's awesome <laughs> she nice. got a little strider and she's tall enough and she scoots around the house and on the sidewalk and got her on a ride kids ride shotgun this last weekend so yeah nice. when, when is she cool. going to be old or big enough to ride a pit bike in the backyard backtrack <laughs> It depends on who you ask. Tony's like, she's, yeah, she's this summer. She's doing it right now. She's you right. don't know that she's out yeah. there right now. She's on the tulip pack, just like cruising. Yeah. yeah. You you guys have such a fun house with like the pit bike track in the yeah. back and the fire. She's pit, gonna have so. a good time. It can be a, really a dangerous place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah. you just had a birthday, right? It was yeah. Your birthday. Yeah. Happy Is belated. that what you're referring so, to? She has some stiff margaritas <laughs> at her house. Yeah, I actually am known for making a stiff margarita. I guess that is so. my. Stiff we should have. But margaritas are stiff. So. We should have done stiff <laughs> margaritas for this episode. Yes. We we keep talking about how I need a break from this. The the uh, bubbly is not a good combination for the podcast. Oh, you know, this just is like burping and the beer wasn't as bad as the Lacroix or, or what. What's that other thing we were drinking? It was like a cider. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. Cider mm-hmm. is very bubbly. This is better. It's yeah. like my time for a beer. Well, you also learn to just turn your head. Mm. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. Right off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cool, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, no, but anyways, uh, yeah, it was. It, I think you guys' place is so awesome. I'm so envious yeah. of it. I love the big shop and... It is really a special place. Yeah. Like, I know that Tony, when uh, you guys scored, yeah, when you moved did. the brand out of there, yeah, and, uh, that he was very excited about, yeah, the uh, abilities to work on the truck inside. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, I was also really excited to have because I still was under the impression that I'd still have half the shop. <laughs> to your so I was needs. really excited to like make a cool like oh, yeah. workout area I or like know. kid gym or like something <laughs> like we could have open gym oh, at the man, shop we could have had a sweet olympic training but, tony yeah. has taken that over my yeah. half what's he it's done with it full tell, of motorcycles and bikes uh, and i guess they're mine too but <laughs> yeah it's just like full 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 again yeah yeah that's how it happens yeah our garage is the same way we'll do a big purge get a lot of stuff out of there and then within a month it's back to like yeah. where did all this stuff come from yeah well, it came from you that's you're, crazy uh, well you're it, a collector yes, and, and, of random things do you still have a fucking it's ford transmission in he, your garage? yes i do he, I do. he likes Actually, a good sale yes. <laughs> yes, he's obsessed such, with a good deal such a good deal yeah. he's got a, a transfer deal. case he's nope i gave the transfer <laughs> case away i got okay i think i got rid of the axle Yes, yes. Somebody came and picked up the okay, axle. Okay, good job. You're doing good. Yeah, but now we're Thanks. doing a bathroom remodel, so our garage Ooh. is filled with. Oh, yeah, it's been yeah. fun yeah. to follow Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. It's like a constant theme, of yes. like home remodeling. Yes. <laughs> if you're poor, just. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just live it. Have a shitty bathroom for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Fun uh, times. Yeah. But okay, we should probably wrap it up here. Uh, Keely, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. It was great to hear about uh, the where you came from and also how the brand came about and where it's going. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, Blake, thanks for coming on too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Psyched uh, that you were here, Keely. Yeah. yeah. I'm psyched um, that you were here. This was a, this fun is a good mix. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're going to get Blake on more frequently, I promise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you guys are curious about, uh, groundkeeper, if you haven't 
heard of it or you want to go check it out, you want to make a custom fender, where do they go? Groundkeepercustom.com. There you go. And follow them on Instagram. No always, S's. No S's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. There is an S. <laughs> There'll be a link. Don't <laughs> worry. Right. There's a link below. Um, For real, it's the best stuff. I mean, I've been running them since before I even knew Keeley. Yep. I was selling them in the shop because I thought it was the best. And, you know, after trying a bunch of the other frame protection brands, it's just the best. Yeah. So, And if you want to see a Tenet collab or, or Tenet branded groundkeeper, frame keepers, and fenders... Send a bunch of money Let to know. Venmo, blake hansen <laughs> and we'll get it going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so you, or if you or. want, how about this? If you want a, uh, if you want Blake to design yes. a fender for you. I'm not bad, guys. I'm not bad. <laughs> okay. I can put Louie on a fender oh. for you. Venmo Actually, Blake, Blake has made some very cool fenders over yeah. the years. Yeah. Venmo Blake. Yeah. She'll design something for you and have it shipped to your house. It'll be a little surprise. You easy. don't get to see until yeah. it's done. Let's do it. It'll be easy. That would be a really fun, fun <laughs> thing to do. Hit us up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, tune in next in the next two weeks. I don't ever know how to sign these things off. Um, Tune in next time for the next guest. Yes, <laughs> the next guest. <laughs> the next time. <laughs> All right, Doug, roll the medal.